construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Well, welcome everybody to uh, the 60th episode of the Flagstick Podcast, uh, presented uh, once again this week by the Canadian Pro Shop Online. Uh, with amazing prices on all the latest brand name golf equipment, all in one convenient location online, it has never been easier to upgrade your game. Whether it's drivers, irons, putters, or whatever your golf game needs, the Canadian Pro Shop Online has the best gear to help you play your best golf. Shop online at CanadianProShopOnline.com. Um, social media, networks, Instagram, X, Facebook, TikTok, subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We really encourage you um, to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, like us, click the notification bell, make sure that you never miss a single episode. Uh, and we will be doing the the draw uh, in the mm-hmm. next uh, few days for the Xander Shoffley autographed cap. Yep, um, already boxed up. Boxed and ready to go. So don't uh, don't miss out on that opportunity. And obviously, you don't want to miss out on other opportunities that pop up uh, on the YouTube channel because we're going to be. It's one of those things where we're we're developing content. We're figuring out what we want to do with the YouTube channel going forward, especially into next uh, golf season. Um, some different things are in the works, and we Definitely. want you to make sure that you don't miss any of that stuff. So you kind of have to subscribe, please. You really do. Uh, he's Scott McLeod. I'm Jeff Botter. We're here with you for a little while uh, today. Who knows how long that will be? Wide awake. Wide awake. Uh, yes, actually. Well, I don't know. I'm a little more awake maybe than Scott. I had a little is. bit of a drive last night. So, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we had an opportunity to uh, be a part of the uh, Ottawa PGA annual um, awards ceremonies last night. Yep. That's um, definitely a big part of the show today. And uh, yeah, we will have some uh, some wrap up on that as part of the uh, as part of this episode. Um, we're also going to bring you up to speed on some of the latest news and topics and so on. As we always do, we like to keep you abreast as to what has been going on. We did miss a week. My fault. My bad. I take Boo. responsibility. Boo. I take responsibility, but sometimes life happens and you just have to deal with it. You so it. deal with it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> don't don't be, don't be don't a be hater. Mean. Don't be a hater. Yeah. Just deal with it. We promise. Maybe maybe some extra yeah. content. I'll make it. I'll make it up to you somehow. Oh, wow. I don't wow. know. I'll make it wow. up to you. Did I don't you know what I'll before? do, but I'll make it up to you. I got a whole bunch of stuff here for the for the the viewers and the listeners. I have all kinds of goodies in my studio office here that I'd love to give away. So I'll make it up to you somehow. Awesome. Um, Good to hear. Anyway, people like that. Uh, on the back nine, we're going to talk about the Pan Am Games. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, pro golf schedules. And uh, we're going to have a little chat um, about uh, golf clubs at Costco. Because um, there has right. been some stuff in the news lately. But we're not going to give away too much of the farm just yet. We're going to get to our front nine. And our front nine is presented by Metcalf Golf Club. Natural setting a pleasant challenge. Yes, golf season may be over. Maybe. But it it is Maybe. not too it's not a bad time to start planning for next season. So buy Definitely. your memberships, join the leagues, purchase or in Metcalf's case, sometimes you have to get on a waiting list now for the yeah. leagues. Uh, purchase some game packs and be ready to get it to hit the first tee uh, in the spring. Uh, visit MetcalfGolf.com to shop for that stuff now. 
Makes good mm-hmm. gift ideas too, in case you're wondering. Yeah, we were, we were talking about the season being over, but you know, as we'll get into it here, we talk about the PGA Awards. Showed up yesterday at Carlton Golfing Yacht Club in, in Manatee, in the south end of Ottawa. And and for for listeners who are not familiar, we're we're in the National Capital Region in Canada, and uh, there's flags still out there, uh, temporary greens. And I talked to Tyler Fitzgerald there, and he said, "Yep, they had three golfers out yesterday." Uh, man, people are troopers I, I i don't know we talk about it a bit and maybe when we're kids and stuff but i don't know if i could do that now like how i mean i love the game i love the game but I don't know. it's, it's got to be a pretty special reason to to get back out there when you know the weather is like you know minus three with the wind chill i guess if you got nothing else to do i guess i don't know i mean i don't know i, I can't do golf it i mean to I, lose or something i, I mean I'm, i'd like to say good for the golf courses to you know get that extra revenue but really the <laughs> carlton's well, a private, private golf club so yeah. i mean there's no there's no extra revenue <laughs> coming yeah, in i, I see there's a bunch of golf members. courses i drive by i drive by golf courses every day on yeah. on my travels and i see flags stolen and i'm like okay does that does that really mean you're still open because i don't see anybody out there but i see the flags there yeah I don't there's know what few, you're doing. There's, there's a few hanging on. I know Crooked Creek down in Athens. They're yeah, they're still going. Gord, still... Gord will keep it going. Gord will keep that going for people for yeah for until sure. he can't until he literally cannot put a person on that golf course. He'll he'll yeah he'll stay open. He'll turn he'll turn he'll open the door. <laughs> yeah, He's, for sure. You know he doesn't, whereas, he doesn't mind. Whereas last night, obviously, we had a chance to to talk to you know a ton of people that were there, a ton of our friends in the in the golf industry, and uh, you know they're tired. <laughs> they're really the sentiment yeah. really from everybody was season's done. I'm looking forward to having a day where I can actually sleep in, uh, you know, just have a maybe a weekend off or something like that. And you know, it's been an exceptionally busy year on the golf courses, and you know, you can't fault those people for that and i know you had some of those conversations as well uh i know you're chatting a good bit with danny lacombe from uh link as well and there i mean just you know we all we all had those chats last night and and working around the room and seeing the you know pga professionals and general managers and so forth that were there and yeah some interesting feedback well danny made danny made a you know i know we got to get on with the show here too but danny made some good points danny's been in the business for a long time and he's been in a high level management uh, uh role um with uh with club link for a long time as well and he made some really good points about from a management perspective uh you know going forward can can the can the golf pros the directors of golf can can they continue to do this working six days a week seven days a week Mm -hmm. through the season and then and then just because they have the winters off and, and you know can you do that you know no and he's like, no. He said, we have to figure out a way to work a five day work week. We have to yep. figure out a way to to you know because the young young ones coming up, they don't they don't want that. But they no, see nor, they nor see the should, upper level guys like they have to. Yeah, they, they see really? the upper level guys like Danny, for instance, who's a yep. workaholic, uh, like yep. a lot of us are, and sees him working six seven days a week, twelve hour days. He's at the golf mm-hmm. course all the time and thinks that that's the standard and that's the right. norm because yep. that's. But as Danny and I were talking about, that's all the, you know, some of the older school pros ever knew is that you worked Mm -hmm. from start of the season to end of the season. And then you, you know, then you went down to the States maybe. And if you were lucky and hooked up a gig down there, or you maybe had to go on unemployment insurance or get Mm -hmm. a part-time job for the winter, because you certainly couldn't make a a living 
if you were just an associate pro or an assistant pro working at a golf club, mm -hmm. but you're working, you know, 60, yeah. 70 hours a week, six, seven days a week, teaching lessons and, just to make as much money yeah. as you could. And now the business has changed. You know, there's yes. a lot more demands on the pros in the winter times. So you're right. In a lot of cases, if they're doing planning, buying all sorts of different things, it certainly should be more of a, you know, sort of regular hour things. And, you know, again, to that point, you know, and we'll get to this, this is part of the show just as much as anything else. You know, I was talking to a young assistant last night and I said to him, I asked about how he played, you know, much golf he played in the year and stuff like that. And, and he said nine times. He said, oh, I had a couple of months where there were golfless. And I said to him, don't let that be a badge of honor. It's it not a badge of it honor. It should not be a badge of honor. I said, I know you hear it. And I know it's the habit for a lot of people to say, oh, I haven't played in the ages or whatever. But I reminded him, you're in this industry because you love golf. You love to play golf. And unless you are out there and give yourself the opportunity, even if it's three holes, four holes, whatever the case may be. Unless you do that, you are not going to fuel the fire that is going to keep you going and sustain you in the industry because it's going to become a chore to be part of the industry. And I mean, obviously, he totally agreed with that. But sometimes, you know, we all need that reminder that we have to connect ourselves to the parts of the industry that we love. And that will fire us up and keep I, us going. I think it's important to understand that, you know, you want people to get into this business. Mm -hmm. um, but if if I'm going to get into this business because I love the, I love the business. I love the industry. I love the sport, the game, whatever. And then I find out when I, when I do all my, my work and whatnot, and I find out, you know, the job that I want, I have to work mm -hmm. six days a week, 12 hours a day. Yeah. And, and I have no, you know, necessarily any guarantee in the winter time or the fall, fall and winter time that I'm going to even have a job. Why do I want to go into that business? Yeah. Right. You know, you yep. want to encourage people to get into the business. Now, realize sometimes maybe that means you're going to have to pay a bit more money for, for certain people. But mm -hmm. but quality quality staff is worth paying for. And if you yep. can't afford to pay the staff that you need to run your business, your operation properly, mm -hmm. then what are you doing in business? Yeah, I, like, I, what, I, you know, I, I think more and more operations are working towards that work-life balance and trying to figure that out from a scheduling. I, I have some friends that are pros that are just, you know, they make sure that their assistant pros are, you know, they, they work 35 to 40 hours a week. They have their shifts, they have their days off, they have two days off a week and so forth. And they're able to retain staff that way. They're, it's a lot healthier relationship. They don't, their staff are also better during the hours that they're working because they're not burnt out. They're not tired. They're excited to go to work. They, yeah. So anyways, we'll, we'll get to that more. I'm sure we're going to have some HR discussions, yes. but uh, you know, on the other side of the pros, obviously last night, 60 plus uh, people in attendance uh, at the PGA of Ottawa ceremonies, which were the ceremonies, not only for the annual awards, but also recognition for the winners on the flagstick.com PGA of Ottawa tour. Um, why don't we just kind of run through and talk a little bit about some of the categories and maybe kind of what we saw and, and our thoughts. For sure. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Um, let's see. Well, well, first, first off, Let's start right with the top. Who picked up the uh, all the glassware last night? Well, it was it was interesting because you know all the talk going into it um, yeah. was sort of before the ceremony even started. All the talk discussion about because we knew that Graham Gunn had won a lot of events this mm -hmm. year, uh, particularly in the in the senior division of a, pretty much every event except I think one Spring Open. Yeah, it was the um, only one he missed winning. And uh, but 
Sarah Landry. Mm-hmm. Um, she picked up a ton of glassware as well, yeah. and I think that kind of went. Um, I don't. It wasn't unnoticed, but I think uh, not. It just you didn't really yeah. expect it because you know all the discussion was going was with Graham Senior, Graham Senior, Graham. Yeah. And but Sarah won. Yeah. You no, know, a significant number of events as well. Um, pro lady, a couple of other tournaments, and then obviously got to the actual awards itself too, on top of that. So yeah, I mean, she she needed her own table. Her and Graham just needed their own table on the side. It was funny because every time they came up to receive another, another, uh, trophy for, for a tournament victory to walk to the side and set their, yeah, to move a table over so they could (laughs) set their stuff down so they go back up. Otherwise, because it's just these little crystal glass crystal trophies. So you start clinking them together, they they don't, they're not going to last very long. So, yeah. uh, No, that was. uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. I mean, right away. I mean, obviously, you know, she won the the Bud Malloy Head Professional of the Year. Um, you know, I think that was the crowning achievement for her last night. Um, you know, she she's a great player and she takes pride in in playing. You know, we were able to watch her uh, play at the Ping Challenge Cup. I, I played mm-hmm. with her the year prior at the Ping Challenge Cup, so I got to see her play for a full eighteen holes. And you know, she's a fantastic player, but you know, coming to Rivermead as the head professional. And then, you know, kind of winning that Bud Malloy head professional year in a pretty strong category yeah. as far as the contenders, you could tell that meant a lot to her. Yeah, no, definitely. And, uh, um, you know, when you run down the list of of um, of some of the award winners, there was a lot of first time winners, but uh, I'd made a comment uh, when the photograph was uh, posted on X. Um, last night about you know certain ones i made a comment about um the next generation of Mm. of uh professionals and what was interesting to see some of the award winners were second generation um golfers sons of of professionals who have also been in those same situations for you know obviously um with the uh the um class a professional of the year Mm -hmm. um <clears throat> yeah, and then the class A professional year was funny because Matt Peterson obviously was talking about it being a situation. He was yeah. obviously um, with the move from Greg Richardson as the GM uh, from Camelot, went over to uh, Royal Ottawa. Mark Andre Payette stepped in as the interim GM, which meant Matt had to step up as the head pro temporarily. Yeah, exactly. This year. And he said about, you know, getting into different situations and in case like who do i call you know he, the guys that are his mentors or whatever and you know what dad dad was the call as well as well, dad mark peterson right and, and i'm sure that i'm sure that mark was not you know he was happy to get that call you know oh, like, I'm yeah, sure. this is, yeah this is you know this is this is great my my his his son is sort of you know, extending the legacy, if you will, and 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 following in the footsteps, and 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 is very good at it as well. Especially yeah. stepping into a role uh, the way he had to step into it. Now that he's got a full season under his belt in that role, you know, going into next season, all of those things have already been done uh, mm-hmm. under pressure. Now he's got going to have the time mm-hmm. um, to uh, to prepare for a season. Um, and uh, we were talking about Danny Lacombe. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, then we look at the uh, uh, you know executive professional of the year, and we had the 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 finalists there with with Tony Dunn as a finalist and Danny Lacombe as a finalist. And Tony Dunn obviously been in the industry for so many years is 
a little more yeah. a little more uh focused right now on uh on Wesley Clover, Wesley Clover stuff yeah. which is more than just the marshes but he's still you know obviously has his hand in that and Danny with Greyhawk and uh, and and his role with Club Link uh but Matthew Perron um yeah. you know from uh from Rivermead um you know obviously working with uh, Sarah Landry as well mm-hmm. and she, and he gave her the opportunity to to be in the role that she's in now and and she obviously ran with that and and won her award and he gets honored as executive yeah. professional of the year as well so you know it's um it's like really said, cool it's, to see it's it's a young generation too i mean usually in the yes. executive professional of the year you usually have somebody that's a more veteran season um, yeah. yeah for sure and, and Mathieu, obviously he, you know he's been in the industry works as a golf pro uh jean leduc really you know took him under his wing and kind of you know show, showed him the way there and to you know they've had some really good success there they're doing some renovations they're doing a lot of different things at that golf course and you know it is a big task for a young guy and and the fact that he's, you know, he's flourished and he's done well. And obviously he's been recognized for this, uh, you know, congrats to him. And again, it's nice to, it's nice to see fresh blood. I mean, it's great. A lot of people are always deserving yep. of awards for sure. Obviously they're doing something special to win those awards, but when you see some of the new faces come in and kind of add, to, you know, we'll, we'll call it, um, you know, they sort of shore up the foundation of golf within the region. It's really, really nice to see. And obviously that gives you a lot of hope for what's going to come ahead. Right. Exactly. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And then speaking of, you know, what's coming ahead, the, the Apprentice uh, Professional of the Year, the Harold Blackman uh, Award uh, for uh, Apprentice Professional of the Year. Apprentice Professional is an extremely important role um, mm-hmm. in in uh, the operation of a golf club because your director of golfs and head professionals, they have monumental tasks to, to perform. And they're not always just being in the pro shop, playing with members, you know, running events and things like that. Sometimes those roles as a director of golf, you know, they lead more into management. Um, and the role of the apprentice professional to be there as the as the number two or the number two and two A and two B, if you have uh, multiple yeah. apprentices, um, um, to step in and to to run the shop, to run the operation, you know, in the fashion that is uh, vision, uh, you know, of the of the director of golf and head professional. So this is a hugely important role because these are the these are the people that are, you know. They're running the ship when the when the uh, the captain's uh, taking yeah. you know Some, taking leave somewhere else or has yeah. a different role and yeah. and um, uh, Pasquale uh, Mangillo uh, yeah. from Archie's um, won this award this year and Pasquale's really been sort of tasked with running Archie's uh, mm-hmm. because uh, Caroline Baxter who is the also the um, executive director of the executive zone. director of the Ottawa PGA. Yep. As well as she has some involvement with Golf Ontario, Ontario. and yeah. you know, there's a lot of hats being worn outside of her business. Yeah. But she has, you know, all the uh, the confidence in the world to to hand the the, the reins over to Pasquale and say, "Look, yeah. you run the show. I got all these other things. I'm here. I'll you know, I'll be around, but I've got these other responsibilities that I have to attend to, and I and I have all the confidence in you to be able to run the ship." And and he has and mm-hmm. um, and in this case, you know, although uh, Joshua Patry and Daryl Laflem, um, Daryl Laflem from the Meadows and Joshua Patry for Royal Ottawa are very deserving of that award. Mm-hmm. Um, Pasquale was was the winner and and yeah. is also very deserving. 
Yeah, and I think Pasquale is kind of a neat uh, story as well. You know, here's a guy who, you know, came to the industry about four years ago. Uh, he was sort of hand-plucked uh, by Carol Ann. She knew mm -hmm. him as a golfer. He has a whole other career in the, in the medical side of things as far as being a PSW. Um, and, you know, she just knew that he had all the traits that would be perfect within the golf industry and allowed him to have a position that he could fulfill that golf side of his dream. And then, you know, obviously has done a great thing. And I mean, I love to see that. I love to be places and see people that are in different types of industries or, and you just see them and you're like, man, that person would be amazing in this type of role. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'd have some interest in that. And obviously she was right with Pasquale and it was an emotional presentation as well. It was. Yeah. Um, she's super, super happy for him. And uh, I played with Pasquale this year during the spring open. Uh, he won the senior category at that spring open, which was uh, nice to see. And uh, great, great guy. Couldn't, could not be a better guy. So really appreciated that one. So one of the other categories, which was a new category this year, um, was the uh, Coach of the Year category. Mm -hmm. And and um, the finalists in that, Corey, obviously were uh, Don Turner from Greyhawk, yeah. um, our very own yourself, Scott McLeod, um, and uh, Derek McDonald from Royal Ottawa. And Derek, uh, you know, uh, Derek took home the award this year. Yeah. And, you know, Derek does a lot of work with the uh, the young generation of golfers. Yeah. Um, and in particular, he works with the OVGA uh, junior development program. And, and we've seen a lot of kids from the OVGA junior program move on to NCAA, uh, programs in the U S we've seen them have success at the provincial and at the national levels. And, um, and that is while they are the golfers and they're the ones that have to execute and perform week in and week out when they're playing, sure. um, they have a coach that they can uh supports them fight in and supports them in, yeah. in so many different ways by attending events by talking to them on the phone between rounds by working with them when there's time to work with them uh to help them develop their games so that they can get to that next level and yeah. um and that's hugely important and and you do the same thing as well and and don uh runs a really good program at greyhawk yeah. so again you know, when you look at the three finalists in each of these categories, there's three finalists in each category that easily you could say if they won, very deserving. Yeah. If they won, very deserving. There can only be one out of the three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, win, unfortunately. But uh, you know, I, I said it. I said it last night. I mean, <clears throat> this is the first year that, uh, yeah, as you said, that we've had coach of the year within this uh, region. Obviously, it aligns with the national awards, and you know, uh, they're there was no doubt you know it had to be for to be the first year to me it, it was it had to be Derek for that I mean mm -hmm. as far as the role that uh especially the last number of years that coaching relationship and the players that have gone on to national team and NCAA and so forth and uh people have to understand a lot of people ask the difference between coach of the year and teacher of the year teacher is more particular there's a lot of people that just do stuff on a one-off basis and things like that uh coaching as jeff described is a just a deeper longer uh more long-term relationship with the athletes and uh yeah it was it was great to great to see that win there and and uh super proud of him and uh the fun part was i had no expectation i was even gonna have to say anything <laughs> last night uh, to sit at the table here and watch Derek go to the front <laughs> All right, I want to get uh, I want to get through the rest of these awards before yeah. we have to take a break, so I don't have to split split the conversation. But the um, 
Uh, obviously, that the as you mentioned, the difference between coach and teacher. We'll talk about the Harry Hereford Teacher of the Year, and yep. um, and and this one again, some some really great uh, uh, finalists. Uh, uh, Jeff Gunn from from White Sands and Gun Golf. Um, Don Turner, who was up for this one as yeah, well. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, Don Turner from Greyhawk and Jake came from Kevin Hame Golf Center, and um, you know. Uh, Jake was the winner. Uh, interesting to see Jake, you know, again, much like Matt following in Mark Peterson's uh, footsteps as a as a golf professional at a club, mm-hmm. uh, you know, running the show. Jake is um, Jake is a student of the game. Uh, yeah, when, when it yeah. comes to he's he he spends a lot. He loves it. He spends a ton of time. Um, uh, researching and understanding tech, ha- how to use the technology properly to be able to help the stu- his students get better. He's devoted to it, um, and he's following in his dad's footsteps and carving his own path as a yeah. as a, yep. a top level teacher. Um, and you know, and not just in this region, we see them in this region, but you know, these these are are people that you know are also you know uh, top level teachers across. Uh, you know, in comparison to other teachers across the country, these are these are really strong uh, golf instructors, and um, and I, it's great to see this with Jake, and great to see him being um, um, recognized for uh, for yeah. what he's done, the work that he's put in yeah. all these years uh, teaching at Kevin Hame Golf Center and uh, developing his own path in his own way, and and getting his own student base and um, big things ahead for him. I'm sure. Once Dad retires, <laughs> yeah, Jake, Jake's going to be stepping in and 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 taking over the Hame the Hame Golf legacy and moving it forward. So that's yeah, awesome to see. see. Um, now, further to the Kevin Hame name, the Kevin Hame Junior Leader of the Year uh, award um, is uh, was given to Matt Robinson. Uh, yes, Matt Robinson Golf. Uh, Derek McDonald from Royal Ottawa was also up for this, as well as Jelena Duncan uh, from Equinel. But Matt, when it comes to uh, teaching and especially juniors, um, Men- mentoring too, as well. Yes, I mean that's like, a big thing for for Matt. You know, Matt could very easily. I don't know what you know where Matt lines up with the people that he teaches going on to NCAA. He could have very easily been in that Coach of the Year category as well, but. I know he runs a lot of really, really good junior programs, not just for the high-level golfers, but right, yeah. Um, and now that he he's running things out at uh, at Matt Robinson Golf at it um, on the green in Manatick, um, and he's uh, done some amazing things out there. I've seen so many improvements to that facility since he took over operating out there for and sure. running the show. Um, you know, right from his days at Redview with the junior program that he ran there. Uh, you know, Matt is just phenomenal with juniors. So this is a this is a not a not a surprise victory, no. but uh, um, a well deserved one as well. Yeah, I was unfortunately couldn't be there last night. I did text with him this morning. Uh, he just got back from Ireland, and you know, as he said, you know, it's just uh, it's just a big thing for him. Uh, you know, to uh, help develop these juniors on and off the golf course and see them grow, and it's what he loves. Um, and uh, you know, just kudos to him for that. Um, retailer of the year, uh, which is, um, which is a really cool award because golf courses have pro shops and, uh, and, you know, we see these pro shops, not just at the private facilities, but at the public and semi-private facilities and, and how they, there's more to it than just 
you know, throwing a bunch of golf clothing with your logo on it on a rack and, and watching people buy it. There's a method to it. There's merchandising involved. There's the right product mix. Um, and uh, Mark Peterson from uh, Ottawa Hunt and Golf was the winner of this award, but he was very quick. And I, and I want to point this out. Mark was very quick mm. to pass the the um, credit the, the credit to the staff, in particular yep. uh, with Hunt Club, uh, to Tara McEnroy. Yep. And um, basically saying, like, he, he had a vision. He communicated that vision to her. And she took that vision, that communication, that vision, and she took it to her, you know, upon herself to communicate that to her staff. Yeah. in the pro shop and put that vision in place that Mark and Mark said it was, it was flawless. Like it's like she, she created exactly what he had envisioned yeah. and she had the staff following that path to, to achieve that vision. And that's why it was successful. So um, congratulations to Mark hundred uh, mm-hmm. percent, but also congratulations to Mark for recognizing that an award like this is really less of an individual award in in some cases, particularly in this one, uh, than other awards like a teacher or a coach. Uh, you know, when you get into these sort of business awards, there are so many people that are uh, responsible for seeing that vision through to make sure that you achieve that goal of winning an award like this. If that you know, as mm-hmm. opposed to, I'm the guy. Yeah, do it my way but I'm not going to communicate to you exactly how I want you to do that. But if you don't do it my way, I'm going to get mad at you. And then you end up with breakdowns and, you know, you don't end up with what you want. And in this case, that's not how it happened. No. And that's, that's true leadership right there. And, and uh, as you said, recognizing that, you know, it takes more than just him to be able to be the retail of the year, running a retail operation. Absolutely. Takes a lot of work. Exactly. Uh, The final award uh, before we, uh, we may have to get out, uh, is the Manufacturer's Representative of the Year. And this is an interesting award because in the industry, obviously, these pro shops, uh, these clubs, um, all the merchandise and all the products that you see in there, there's a representative for the brand that goes around to all these clubs on a regular basis and makes sure that they they have what they need, they swap out what they don't, they even help them with the merchandising and displays and things like that, making sure they have the right product mix. Like the 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 representative's responsibility, if they're doing their job properly, is more than just showing up at the beginning of the year, taking a booking order, and then popping in once oh, in a yeah. while and saying, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah, um, it's a it's an all season thing. It's an off season thing. And uh, the three uh, finalists this year, Andre Boris from Ping, Sean Perno from TaylorMade Golf, and Jimmy Venturi from Adidas, um, all very good at, at exactly that. Andre, we've known for years. We're involved with Andre with the Ping Challenge Cup. Um, you know, uh, Sean Perno uh, from TaylorMade, obviously, again, we're big We're big partners. All of these guys, you know, we're, we're yes. big partners <laughs> with TaylorMade with our events and had a longstanding partnership with them and, and we've known Sean for a long time. He's also very good at what he does. I have to say that that with Jimmy, I don't know Jimmy as well. I yeah. haven't really had Jimmy's a conversation. New. Like last <laughs> night was the first real conversation I had with Jimmy. And, and yeah. uh, what a great guy. A- an interesting guy. Like very, yeah. I can see how the... How got the, a little bit of energy, pros, eh? a little bit of energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see how the pros, you know, can really, um, you know, uh, warm up to him and uh, and you know, real high energy guy. And uh, from what I 
from what I understood from talking to some of the pros last night about this guy, like um, I'm, I'm glad I know him now. I'll make sure that I make a point of making sure that I have more conversations with him over the course of a season. But what a great guy and a, and a great winner um, of this award. He obviously thanked a lot of the people through from Adidas um, uh, Canada that uh, that are really supportive of of what he does. Um, and I'm I, I speak to more of those people than I would speak to Jimmy, but. Um, you know, it was awesome and, and yep. uh, great night and congratulations to all the finalists um, and uh, and of course, to all the winners of all of the uh, of the year awards and uh, and the trophies. Um, OK, um, we got to get out. We got to take a break. Uh, I know we had some other things we wanted to get to in the front nine, but you know what? Sometimes you don't get to them in the front nine. You just shove them into the back nine, you which is going to be equally as uh, great uh, as the front nine. So. Uh, we'll be right back. We've got a lot more to talk about on this show. Stay with us. You're listening or watching the Flagstick Podcast with Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. The Canadian Pro Shop Online has all the best gear for Canadian golfers. Amazing prices on all the top brands in one place. The latest drivers, irons, putters, and more. The Canadian Pro Shop Online is the best gear to help you play your best golf. Shop online today at CanadianProShopOnline.com. All right. Welcome back to... The Flagstick Podcast presented by Canadian Pro Shop Online. Uh, I am Jeff Botter. This guy's Scott McLeod. He's making me laugh. Don't like it when that happens, but maybe it's good for everybody else. Technical difficulties. Yeah, a little technical difficulties in the front nine there, but you didn't even notice. Nobody would have noticed except you. Um, Anyway, we're back. We are. The front nine is done. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff that we had to push through into the back nine because we just have a lot of stuff. You know, this is what happens when one of us takes a week off and uh, we got lots to gab about. Yeah. So yeah. once again, my bad, okay. my bad. All right. Make, make it up to them. Jeff. Exactly. Make it up to them. Making it up to you. Here we go with the back nine presented by Falcon Ridge Golf Course. Uh, another outdoor golf season may be ending, but that means another indoor golf season begins. Featuring four state-of-the-art Trackman Sims, we are open and ready to help extend your golf season well into the spring. Visit falconridgegolf.ca for more information or to book your tee times. And I'm guessing yep. they're going to be pretty busy. Oh, yeah. um, now it's getting a little season. chilly last night. Huh? Yeah, and, uh... I think... Uh, you know, there may be a few golf courses that uh, that drag it on as long as they can. Maybe try to get in a Christmas Eve round of golf or something like that. Although there's some crappy weather supposed to come on yeah. um, on so, Thursday. Thursday, yeah. yeah, yeah, good time to drive to Toronto, eh? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think it'll be that bad once I get out of this northern mess. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I do yeah. have to go to Toronto for a hockey tournament. Uh, you know, one of my other passions, obviously, is hockey and. I'm a non-parent coach, mm, so I don't, fun. obviously people do know that Brandon's not playing right now, though he will be at some point. He's, uh, I'm coaching with a friend and trying to help him out. Cool. I don't have a young lad on the team, so it they can hate me if they want. There you they go. don't. They don't. <laughs> I'm not like that. There is I'm... still golf going on, but yes. more at the pro level. Yes, sorry. So we days. do have a lot to get through. So let's not get into all the small <laughs> talk too much. Sure. Okay. So at the pro level, so let's talk about um, let's talk about Brooke. Yeah, uh, we do want to talk about Brooke. Uh, just just a few weeks left uh, on the in the LPGA Tour season. Two and um, Brooke Henderson had a, a T6 at the Maybank Championship in Malaysia. Yep. Uh, it's the first top 10 that she's had since July. Oh my gosh, there's something wrong with Brooke. 
<laughs> Before we go down the road of uh, what's we wrong will. with Brooke, why is Brooke not winning? Why is Brooke this? Why is Brooke that? Okay, yeah. just take a chill pill. Relax, everybody. Um, if you can truly see, you know, her play is not up to her standard. Maybe that's not up to her standard. It shouldn't be not up to our standard. But uh, you have some comments on this, Scott, because, mm. I mean, everybody's trying to an- analyze, you know, when someone's not playing the way that they're supposed to be playing or they think they should be playing, they start to analyze it. But you had some comments, particularly on her iron play. Yeah, I, I, I was digging into her stats, uh, you know, and I was <clears> digging deep on it because I heard some a couple comments about people talking about, you know, hitting greens and reg and stuff. And I see that. And again, no offense to, you know, some of my media colleagues and stuff. They maybe don't look at things as deeply as I do as a, as a PGA member and some of you coaches. Um, but, you know, they were on the right track. They were on the right track. But really just hitting a green is like saying, you know, the ocean is wet. You know, you've got to hit the actual target as far as, you know, where you're ocean after. Is so, wet. you know, uh, oh. it, it was more about proximity. So if I looked at her stats and her best finishes this year, obviously she had a win. Uh, she played well at the, the Avion as well. All those events are the ones that she has the best proximity uh, to the hole and uh, with her approaches so it's got nothing to do with as far as putting people will tie things into putting but you got to remember the closer you hit the hole chances are your percentage of putts made is going to be much better and again don't sit there and count total putts because that doesn't really mean anything uh as well um but when i looked at the proximity and i'll break it down a little bit more maybe in, in uh maybe in in an ass flag stick or something but uh, when you go through her strokes gained th- were through the roof uh, as far as her approaches at Maybank and that and that's really a, a good sign heading into two weeks here uh, she's got the Annika this week that her and Maddie Zarek are in and then goes right into the Z- uh, the CME uh, the group championship the fi- finale for the year and you know she's she's still uh, you know she's still 13th ranked uh, you know in the world I mean she's she's right in the mix I think she, sorry I think she's 11th in the world 13th in the CME ranks um, but it's been her iron play that has been the difference so if you look at her play overall it's not about been about her putter it's her confidence and her proximity of getting it close to the hole and you got to remember when we're talking about in, in that in strokes gained it's compared to the rest of the field because I made that comment to somebody else and they said oh yeah but you know at the Maybank there wasn't a lot of wind it was like playing in a dome or whatever I'm like yeah but it's not compared to herself it's compared to the other players so uh her proximity was about for all her iron shots or approach shots over 50 yards was about 19 feet so it was her first one that was sub 20 feet as far as the average uh, approach to the hole and that makes all the difference in the world so um you know if she can still keep her focus there it's going to put her in a position that you know she's not going to have as many three putts that people tend to focus on and so forth i mean if i look and again i i can get into a more as far as her stroke gain putting but we're not going to get into that uh, but just key in on her iron play if her strokes gained approaches and her proximity to the hole are good she will generally do well good point uh um, go. years ago when we played pinehurst number two for the first time i must say that i hit 17 <laughs> green, i hit 17 greens in regulation and stayed <clears throat> on four so yes. <laughs> you gotta hit it. You gotta hit it in the right spots on the greens yes. to have short putts. Because so proximity is relative to when the ball stops rolling. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And my ball kept rolling. Yes. Okay, it's uh, enough it's... about me. Um, she's also playing. She's playing the Annika this week, uh, as yeah. well as Maddie Zurich is playing and the CME next week. Yeah. Um, 
Let's, uh, what else we want to talk about here, Scott? Newswise, we got so much yeah. to talk about. My gosh, I'll just, I'll just um, give a quick yeah, mention, a quick shout out to uh, Gatineau's Anne Sophie uh, <clears throat> and so as her, her nickname is, um, Royal Ottawa member, fantastic player this year, won the juvenile, junior, and the amateur championship in Quebec, uh, continuing to play well. This girl is uh, an immense talent. Uh, she won a Florida State Golf Association event last week, and then she won this weekend. She won the Golf Week uh, Invitational, uh, I think 67 in the final round for that one. Uh, the, week, the week prior, I think she had 16 birdies in that, that uh, foray for that win. So, you know, this is a 15-year-old. Uh, yeah. So she's continuing to play well, not only on, um, you know, on a Canadian or provincial <laughs> level, but on an international level against some really strong fields as well. So uh, a big shout out to her for that. Uh, and then quick other mention here, they've named the junior captains or the, the captains for the junior President's Cup, which will precede the President's Cup next year at Royal Montreal and Graham Dillette. Uh, will be the uh, international captain and Charlie Hoffman will be the um, U.S. captain. And that'll take place at uh, Laval sur la lac uh, just a few days prior to the President's Cup. So we'll see a lot of juniors. There's a whole qualification system. We'll eventually know that there's going to be some Canadian kids that are going to be playing on that. And that'll be a cool, cool stage for them and a good run up to that president's cup. And I know at some point here, we're going to have an interview probably with Ryan Hart, who's the executive director of the, uh, the president's cup. He's Canadian, a uh, great guy. I've been in contact him with now for, I don't know, four years or so as he's running up and getting ready for this uh, uh, tournament, which is going to be amazing. So uh, look forward to having him on the podcast. Cool. Okay. Now, before we move on, I just want to remind you, this is your last chance. Only a few more days uh, to, uh, um, to get your name in to win the Xander Shoffley autographed hat. Uh, to do that, you got to sign up for the Flagstick Digest newsletter at flagstick.com. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's some bonus golf balls. There's a blurry box in the video, and yeah. there's a hat inside it, and it's got and Xander Shoffley's signature balls. on it, and there's some golf balls in there. So you got to sign up for the newsletter at flagstick.com. All kinds of news and information and more direct to your inbox. We will be making that draw soon, so get over to flagstick.com. There's a hat, beautiful hat. Look at that. You want that hat. You want that newsletter. And that's our shameless plug for us for this hour. Uh, okay. Um, 12 Canadians are set to compete at second stage of uh, PGA Tour Corn Ferry Tour Q School. Yes. And um, that's good. That's a good number. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a growing number every year. You know, it's it's always it's always good to see more uh, Canadians, um, you know, seizing those opportunities. Um Currently, there's no Canadians at the uh, at the um, on the, the Robert Trent Jones Highlands Marshwood uh, site, unfortunately. But that's okay because there's three Canadians at the Tesoro Club uh, Palmer in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Um, yep. Peyton Kalins uh, from uh, Langton, Ontario. Matt Hill, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Uh, Brendan McDougall uh, from Calgary, Alberta at that yes. site. Yeah. Um, so those will start on the 14th. So that's next week. Right. I thought we'd give you that now just to, because obviously that'll bump up against our podcast next week. Exactly. Um, the landings Deer Creek in Savannah, Georgia, very familiar name to anybody listening to this podcast, Noah Steele, Kingston, yep. Ontario. Um, a good friend of the show. Um, yep. and Playing an uh, event right now, actually, he's got his last event before he heads over there. Uh, he's tied for fifth going into the final round at a all pro tour event in uh, Louisiana. Actually. So, so good for Noah. Good luck uh, to Noah. We hope that he does well. We, we really like to see good things happening for that kid. 
November 28th to December 1st is another uh, set of events. Uh, Valencia Golf Club in Valencia, California. Uh, uh, Jarrett Dutois uh, yep. from Kimberly, uh, BC, and Stuart McDonald from Vancouver, BC mm-hmm. um, will be uh, at that site. And uh, the final site in uh, Kinderloo Forest Country Club in Valdosta, Georgia. Uh, there's a number of players, A.J. Ewart uh, from Coquitlam, B.C., Thomas Giroux from Georgetown, Ontario, Michael Gligic from Palm Beach uh, Gardens, Florida, David Hearn um, mm-hmm. from Delray Beach, Florida, Jimmy Jones, Tampa, Florida, and... Uh, Did you Sun- want me to handle this one? No, I'm going to I'm gonna go. <laughs> I've learned to spell this because... Suter, kid- Sutershan Yelamaraju yeah, from Mississauga, nice. Ontario. Yeah, um, I hope I've I didn't butcher that, that too much, uh, no. Sundar uh, I, I really, I really tried hard, uh, yeah. but uh, a number of uh, Canadians at that uh, Kinderloo Forest uh, Country Club location. Uh, yeah. Good luck to all of them. Hope, hope they all make it through. Yeah. Um, but, Some really uh, solid players there. I mean, Stu McDonald's won twice in the Asher Tour in the last couple of months. Just shot fifty nine the other day. Uh, and in a round, uh, obviously veterans, uh, Gligic and Hearn, uh, they're trying to kind of make their way, uh, through, but you know, they're also have some other chances here. They've got a couple of events left on the PGA tour. Hearn just got into the Butterfield, the uh, Bermuda championship this week. So, you know, maybe they're, they can do something there to avoid, uh, kind of being at the Q school. Uh, but you're right. You know, lots of, lots of talent there. And there'll be a few more players that are already qualified for the finals, that will join whoever qualifies through stage two. Uh, and that'll take place uh, at TPC Sawgrass Valley course uh, at the start of December. Okay. So the PGA Tour Americas uh, released their schedule. Now, for those that don't know, the PGA Tour Americas is the sort of newly amalgamated PGA Tour um, um, Canada mm-hmm. um, with PGA the Tour uh, PGA America. Tour Latino America uh, yeah. have formed one tour uh, 16 events, eight countries, nine of those events are in Canada, all with $225,000 U.S. Purse, uh, for, um, uh, purses. Yep. And um, it's a tougher We're- tour now with it being yep. merged, with the two being merged together, it's a much more difficult tour. Um, so, you know, we do have, you know, the one question we can ask is exactly what does that mean for the development um, of Canadian players mm-hmm. with it not being two separate tours? where they're merging these tours together. I personally, I, 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 I'm not going to say I'm disappointed because I know that this is something that has to happen in order to see these tours thrive because first and foremost, they have to have a place to play Mm -hmm. before they can develop. And if things continue to go the way that they had been going with trying to treat it as two separate tours, something has to give. And, and some of these events on the, on the PGA tour of Canada just don't, um, make the grade i guess if it's the easiest way of putting it that you know the the organ it's harder and harder for the organizers to to uh, not it's lose hard to get money. sponsors yeah get sponsors, to get sponsors yeah. um and that's tough uh yeah. so bringing them together ensures that these um that this tour which is below the corn ferry tour and obviously below the pga tour it ensures that these these development tours uh continue to exist and continue to thrive and move forward so from that standpoint i think it's good that for canadian tour canadian player development just that they have a place to play um i think too when it comes to professional golf and this is the conversation i think that comes up when you talk about live golf and all that stuff i feel like with professional golf it's one of those things where you've got to earn it 
you can't exactly. be handed to you. So you yeah. can't just keep and, and you know, and it's funny because you know, this topic comes up within the hockey world as well, because I'm so involved in minor hockey, particularly at the triple A uh level and the double A level, is you can't just make more triple A teams just so that more kids can play triple A. It, it it doesn't work. Yes, it's important to have enough so that kids don't get bumped out of a, a level that they should be at to play right. at a lower level. But you can't just have so many of them mm-hmm. that you've got too many kids that don't belong there playing at that right. level. And the golf yeah. is the same way. You can't just create a whole bunch of events so that a whole bunch of Canadians can play professional golf that have no shot ever of making any money. And they're just out there grinding and taking sponsor money and trying to live the dream. And really, they're just living a life. They're not They're not getting any closer to that dream. A lot so, of kids, they're putting themselves in a mm-hmm. hole. Yeah, so it's probably better that it be condensed a little bit and that you really, truly, if you're a Canadian professional golfer that wants to make it, you got to earn a spot on these tours and you got to earn your way up. And you'll do that by grinding it out, practicing, training, playing well. And if you ain't got it, I'm sorry, but you know. You're still a good golfer. You can always get a, you know, get, you know, go into the PGA, you know, Canadian PGA as a professional and teach or, or, you know, run shops or whatever. But this is the, this is the reality. Well, I mean, if they're a player, I mean, that's a whole different set of topics as far as skills of being club pro and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, this does leave a, a development gap for, you know, some of the other tours. If you want to have the, you know, TPT tour or East Coast Pro Tour or stuff like things at a local level. But uh, you're bang on. Great, great analogy there because, um, you know, it's it as you said, it's a tougher tour now. The whole idea for the tour is to develop players that can work their way up and be consistent and get themselves up there. And I know there's a few people that, you know, they said right away, oh, this is going to be this for expenses to play this tour. And, you know, here's the thing. If you're of that skill level and the ability and you've got to take your shot, well, then you got to prove yourself. You really have to prove yourself. And the players that, you know, uh, really have those goals and, and really have that ability, they won't think otherwise of it. Um, and I think in the end, we'll have better players for it if they've gone and experienced and got past this competition. I mean, it's, you know, if you're, if you're an 18 year old, you don't need to go beat up on eight year olds. You know, that's, that's really what it comes down mm-hmm. to. You, you need to be playing against the best competition as po- uh, possible. Um, and this shouldn't be about placating, you know, the Canadian fans and saying, Oh, okay. No. These players, this is, this is making sure. And I'll tell you what players are stepping up. We have tons of players. We track tons of collegiate players, tons of mini tour players and stuff all the time, but certainly there's some players that know they haven't got the goods and it's not really the tours responsibilities to, to give a place for people just to hang around. Uh, you know, that's not really what it is. The goal always is to move on and move on. Um, so yes, it strengthens the tour. It puts it in a better position. It means there's higher quality players that will possibly move on to the corn Ferry tour and have status there. Um, yeah, it, it's good to see. I know it's going to be a difficult pill to swallow for some players who, you know, maybe don't want to run down to Latin America and play that part of the tour, uh, and then have to, you know, because there's, it's not quite as separated, although they will have a qualifying, a small qualifying school for, you know, just the, the, uh, America's portion as far as up here. But overall, if you want to succeed and get one of those top spots where you can move on to the corn Ferry, yeah, you're going to have to commit. You're going to have to play well, uh, over an entire season. So, uh, 
congrats to everybody on their team for getting that schedule together. Nice to see as well, New Brunswick getting added back in that schedule. Brazil was added to that schedule as well. New Brunswick hasn't had a big pro tour event since the Canadian tour was back there in like 1992. So Mac to Quack, I think was, uh, I think it was Mac to Quack that was 1992. There may have been an event there a little bit after that, but Mac to Quack, it's been a lot of time, a long time, been 30 years, I think, since they've been there. Uh, great golf course and and uh, good to see. So, yeah, um, fun to follow. Yeah, Very now, obviously, there's, there's six events um, in, uh, in uh, Latino America. Yeah. Uh, and there's uh, nine events in uh, in Canada um notably one, one in the u.s too yeah right sure. and notably in canada um the um commissioners ottawa open will be returning uh, yeah. for for a second year yeah um, july 25th 28th so nice nice to see that event uh you know returning to the nation's capital and our our own backyard and mm -hmm. and hopefully the things can continue to build and and grow and that the, they can get some more spectators and more sponsorship involved now that they've got one season uh under their belt and yep. um you know continue to, to grow that uh, particular event on the tour yeah. so it's good to see yeah and also one last note uh also good to see the uh so the osprey valley open will take a little bit vacation next year uh tpc toronto uh at osprey valley will actually host the fortnet cup championship at the end of the year they will do the season concluding event so good for our friends up there that is where the cards will be hand out handed out at the end of the year for people to move on to the corn ferry tour so a uh, great venue for that um, maybe a possible future venue for maybe even some bigger events. They're doing a lot of stuff up there right now. Uh, that's some renovations that are taking place on that North course. I was up and saw that a few weeks back and, uh, you know, kudos to them as well. Brad Parkins, our good buddy up there, uh, tournament director, uh, and, uh, excited for them to, to host that event to, as far as the conclusion of the tour. All right. Now, one last thing, uh, before we, uh, we call it a show for the week. I want to talk about something that's sort of been in the in the um, social news and the uh, you know the golf equipment uh, spectrum, <laughs> if you will, for the, including us, the last yeah. little while, including us. I mean, you can't ignore these things, and as much as people may want to, you know, poke a little fun at it, which I am going to do. Um. um we always had it for like Costco is is um, has a, a Kirkland driver that's appeared on the USGA conforming list. Um, yes. Now, now Scott, you'll you'll give us some details on that, but yeah. um, you know the question is: Will this driver, will the driver in irons now join the wedges and putters at Costco soon? Mm -hmm. um, that we don't you know, know. We'd like to get we'd like to get some of our listeners, some of our viewers, to kind of have you bought these products. You know, mm -hmm. I know people are buying the golf balls. Um, yeah, yeah. The golf sure. balls are very popular yeah. because, you know, um, cost, -wise, cost wise. and stuff and golf balls can be expensive and people do shop at Costco. Sure. Um, the wedges have been very popular from what I understand as well. The putters, I haven't heard a whole lot about. I know they fly off the no. shelves when they, when they have yeah, them. We just, but... we just don't see them much in Canada, unfortunately. So the inventory is pretty low on that. So why don't, you, why don't you just, before I give my two cents on this, uh, sure. why don't you just <laughs> give give a little bit of the details, and I know we're up against yeah. it here, but give a little bit of the details yeah. on, on the driver and what you've seen so far with respect to it being on the USJ conforming list. Yeah, we saw some sneaky uh, pics uh, of a sales meeting kind of earlier this year that sort of uh, showed uh, the driver uh, possibly a set of irons. Now, the iron and a set of irons appeared on 
the USDA conforming list early in the year, but they disappeared off that list. There's a couple different irons that we saw there, but um, a driver has just appeared finally on the USDA conforming list. And I'm thinking they're getting ready for the kind of the holiday season. Uh, from what we can tell uh, from those slides and, and picks that were uh, leaked, um, it looked like it was going to be about a $200 US driver. Um, the driver that appeared on the list, uh, it was only a single head, 10 and a half degrees of loft, uh, a little waiting in the back. Uh, at that price, I would expect kind of all titanium. I don't expect much carbon uh, kind of in this. Adjustable hosel as well. No clue what's going to be in there as far as a shaft or grips or, or components. But, um, you know, it's 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 a driver. And, and really, when you come in at that kind of price point, there's not a lot of, we'll call them, I won't call them, I don't know if we call them premium products, but there's not a lot of products that you're going to find kind of in that price range. I mean, um, you know, Adams came back this year, this year with a driver that, you know, this will probably come in the same range, kind of a, this will be like a 299 Canadian driver, probably. Uh, I'm not saying that for certain, but whatever the case may be, but um, it's a driver that, yeah, like, as you said, when people are there picking up their uh, bathroom tissue and their, and their pack of 47 croissant, they'll, uh, they might pick up a, a driver and, and, Really, I mean, especially when it comes to gift giving, you know, if it's a spouse, I don't know if this is going to come in a, uh, in a women's or not. We don't know that yet. Uh, if they do that from a spec standpoint, I don't really think, you know, there should be men's women's designation anyways with a whole other story. Uh, no left-handed uh, from what we can see. So that could mm -hmm. be trouble. So we might not even see it in Canada. We don't know kind That's of true. at this point. But what are your thoughts overall? Like you said, the, you know, Obviously, wedges have been popular, especially in the U.S., golf balls, so forth. What's your thought on something like this as far as a piece of equipment that's meant for performance to a certain point being sold and, you know, people buying it and whatever the case may be? And I know you've got some thoughts on it. First, first of all, I'm gonna, I'll talk about the, the equipment part of it, okay? Mm -hmm. So just the idea of equipment, house brand equipment at Costco. Um, obviously we have our partners, we're heavily involved with major manufacturing industry. So I'm not going to tell people, look, this is way better than this. Cause I have no idea. And I'm guaranteed, I'm pretty sure it probably isn't. Um, but that's not the point. The point is you can go to Walmart by driver. Sure. Of course. And it's, yeah. and, it, and it's, as, it's, as, it's a, as quality a product as, as it's going to be for the 200 bucks that they sell it for the 250 bucks they sell it for or less. You can go to. Canadian Tire and buy a driver. You can go pretty much any, you know, so this is all this is. It's just Costco selling the same thing. Same with golf balls, the wedges, putters, whatever the the case may be, irons. Mm -hmm. It's just going to Costco and buying equipment that you can walk into while you're not getting a fitting. No. There's no simulator set up or range out back where you can mm -hmm. get a test with a pro, at least not that I know of yet. Who knows? God, it's Costco. They could pull anything off, but sure. So I got no problem with the equipment side of it. For whatever, to each their own. I buy my I buy my underwear and socks and my and a lot of my clothes at Costco because I have a membership and it's cheap. And I can get really yeah, quality stuff there. I, I buy my groceries there when I want to buy a you know a hundred bagels or uh you know uh um you know a, a ten pack of frozen pizzas. Um sure. so it is what it is. Um my problem is <laughs> with Costco and Kirkland, okay? <laughs> it's like, guys, if you want to do this and you want people to buy this product, lose Find the damn Kirkland name. signature <laughs> name off of it. I don't want the I don't want my my bacon bits 
to be the same as my driver or my wedge or my golf ball. So here's my suggestion to you because, and this is free advice. And I usually get paid a lot of, a lot of money for consulting, but this is an easy one that, that even my, my 16 year old came up with change the name of your golf product brand, from Kirkland signature to yeah. KL tour. Or yeah, just a golf brand. Any, right? anything yeah. that, yeah. anything that is not Kirkland, you can imply yeah. Kirkland Yes. You can call it tour series. You can, but don't put Kirkland on it. Just yeah. put KL or whatever, KL Pro, KL Tour, KL sure. Tour Series, whatever you want. Don't put Kirkland on it and don't use the same logo on your golf equipment that you use on your bacon bits. Use your head. You guys are the like the a marketing machine when it comes to bulk goods in the in the in 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 the not, not retail industry. Golf. When it comes to golf, you're nuts. You're dumb. Like get, get pull the head out of you know where and think. Yeah. I don't I don't want I don't want to to uh I don't want to buy something that says Kirkland, Kirkland. on it. And it, it just drives me nuts. It really does. Anyway, that's my, you know, here, look, I'm going to fix this this time because there. All right. That's what I did no, in the I front nine. I pulled my freaking headphones out because now I'm angry because it just drives me nuts. Anyway. Okay. It's a valid, uh, that's a valid point. Uh, and, uh, but people should realize just like uh, any of those other situations. I mean, um, when you're talking about, you know, uh, major retailers and so forth. Um, you don't know if this club is suitable for you, you know, until you walk it out there. That said, obviously they'll have some, you know, product guarantee where you can walk it back in there. Um, but do you really want to buy something kind of random that way? I don't um, know. There's a lot to do with it, with the player's performance and how this fits. There's going to be limited options. I'm sure of it uh, as far as, you know, shaft flex and so forth. Will it fit somebody? Sure. Will it fit you? Um, that's a matter of you taking a $300 gamble, uh, on it more than anything. So ask yourself else. this question. Yeah. Everybody buys tires for their car. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, for years, once I've owned a car for a while, will generally, I buy Motomaster tires. Mm -hmm. I know that Motomaster tires are Canadian tires house brand. Sure. I also know that Motomaster tires are not made by Canadian tire. Of course not. So they're good quality tires. Yeah. For what I pay for them. Right. I don't, if my tires said Canadian tire on my tires, I wouldn't buy them and I don't care how cheap they would be. Mm. But I buy sure. them if they say Motomaster on them. Of course. Zipper Same as in the old yeah. days when I worked at Canadian Tire, I used to sell mm -hmm. uh, TVs and stereos and, and they were called Pulsar. Mm -hmm. Pulsar was the Canadian Tire house brand for... Oh, converters sure. I mean, TVs no. and radios yeah. and people bought pulsar brand stuff yeah but if it said Canadian tire radio on it oh no people no. wouldn't buy it so no. again Costco Kirkland yeah mm -mm. yeah and I think that branding is an issue and I'm not saying the quality is not going to be good because obviously they're gonna have that's a irrelevant. standard that's totally irrelevant as far as people going here and buying it so we're not saying that it's not going to be of a of a certain level or certain quality but you know, there's a certain level of expertise and there's a dynamic aspect of a golfer that needs to match up with a piece of equipment. So that, that can make it a tough go. Will they sell it? Yeah. No, no different than they sold mm -hmm. wedges and putters and, and so forth. But, um, you know, price is one thing, uh, performance is always going to be another. There you go. All right. So we've had a crazy good show. 
I love it. All over Lots of variety. So there's some, some the excitement. Place. There's some there's some energy at the end. We finished it off mm. with a lot of energy. A lot of energy. You know, we came home strong. Played the played the last three holes in under par, um, and and we were we were mm, locked in. But now we got to go. I'm going to be a joy on the Zoom call that I have right after this. <laughs> yes, you do have a Zoom call to get to. So let's. Oh, we've got lots of time. Okay, so let's wrap it up. Great show. Yeah. Uh, sorry I missed last week, but I came strong. You got to admit, people, I came strong this week. Good show, and I will make it up to you with some goodies at some point. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Metcalf Golf Club, Falcon Ridge Golf Course, our presenting sponsor this week. Canadian Pro Shop online with amazing prices on all the latest brand name golf equipment all in one convenient location online. It's never been easier to upgrade your game, whether it's drivers, irons, putters, or whatever your golf game needs. The Canadian Pro Shop online has the best gear to help you play some of your best golf. Uh, shop online today at CanadianProShopOnline.com. Uh, I'm sure you are enjoying what you're hearing and what you're watching. How can you not? It's amazing. Uh, be sure to follow us across all social media networks, Instagram, X. Uh, Facebook and uh, the TikTok. Uh, subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And do not forget, do not forget, do not forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like us, click the notification bell. Make sure that you never miss a single episode. And get over to flagstick.com for even more amazing golf content delivered every single day. As always, we do appreciate you tuning in. Until next week, I am Jeff Botter. And I am Scott McLeod. Remember, always go for the stick.